Spoiler alert! This podcast will discuss events in the most recent episode of the television show it covers. If you do not wish to be spoiled, please watch the most recent episode before listening. Dedicated to Showtime series Homeland, you are listening to the Homeland Field Division podcast. And now here's your host, Matt Murdick. Hey there, and welcome to Homeland Field Division podcast, episode 32, where this week we are looking at season five, episode two, The Tradition of Hospitality, written by Patrick Harbinson and directed by Leslie Linka Gladder. My name is Matt Murdick, and I am from Homeland Field Division dot wordpress.com that's your one-stop shop to find all of the information out about the podcast as well as back episodes and podcatcher links and please take the time to leave me a written review on itunes it helps me stay more noticeable among all of the other great homeland podcasts that are out there and uh, that way as their community grows um, so do more of the thoughts and we get some of your feedback how do you send that feedback well you can find that out at the website too or you can Tweet at Homeland Field on Twitter, or you can send an email to Homeland Field Division Podcast at gmail.com. Also, feel free to leave a voicemail on the Rewatching Good TV hotline if you wish, 314 669 1840. Local phone charges do apply for the call. It's not toll free or anything, but, uh, you know, for with most people with their cell phones, it really doesn't cost anything other than a couple of minutes. Uh, to leave a voicemail, and I'm happy to play those on the podcast as well. Before we get into talking about this week's episode, I did get some feedback from Joan, uh, which I want to read regarding last week's episode. Uh, Actually, two separate emails, but the first one says, interesting opening episode, a lot to digest. The one thing that stood out for me was why didn't Carrie tell Allison Carr about Laura threatening to post the breached info? It does appear Carrie is trying to atone, i.e. the church and communion, for her past in the CIA, but not enough to affect her security clearance. Love the rogue Quinn. You just put the names or whatever you want done in that box and I'll take care of it. He's the perfect CIA assassin. Like the German storyline, I am 60 in Berlin always reminds me of The Wall, Checkpoint Charlie, and John Lacar's novels. Like the Abu Nazir connection is the foundation she works for money front for terrorists or maybe just a red herring. Is Carrie really upset that she is being drawn back into CIA type covert operations? Who knows? I was taking notes, but we'll have to watch it again to pick up things I missed, but overall liked it. And her second email was kind of in a response to my podcast saying, I don't think that there is any tension between Carrie and Laura. Laura was excited, a la Edward Snowden, and just wanted ex-CIA Carrie to validate her email and was angry because Carrie couldn't or wouldn't. Not feeling any prior relationship with Laura and Jonas, but who knows. As for Carrie, she's very calm and not frantic as in previous seasons, the opposite of the drone queen Carrie. And am I correct that the German woman at the restaurant with Allison and Saul is Astrid, the same woman who helped Quinn in Pakistan? I think so. Again, I enjoyed it. Action as well as character and story development. 
As a silly observation, if Quinn is going to go stomping around strange apartments, he might want to get some quieter shoes. Looks like a great start to season five. All right, thanks, Joan, for those emails. And yes, you are correct. It is Astrid, uh, and we saw her again this week. And uh, as far as uh, any kind of tension between Carrie and Laura, so far you seem to be correct about that too. Um, I think if you recall, guys, uh, just maybe last week or maybe in one of our preview podcasts, I said, what if it's Carrie versus the CIA this season? And doesn't that last uh, little bit at the end of uh, the second episode seem to indicate that? I mean, Quinn's charting out Matheson. Carrie is on the block. And Saul's the one who delivered the message. So that when you think about Allison Carr, you know, she's trying to go to Dara Dahl. Or first she approaches Saul and says, you know, if it was Carrie, would you go to bat for her? Um Evidently not. <laughs> Evidently not. And I, I don't know if this is part of a larger play. You know, right at the very beginning when they got to the hotel and and Carrie met with that Hank guy, uh, he was like, oh, this is some kind of big play, right, for you to get inside. Still not so sure that's not the case, but it's an awful weird way of doing things. If you're given Quinn who has been assassinating people, Matheson's name. I mean, that that's, that's the only kind of upside I could put on it. Otherwise, um, Quinn's going after Carrie, which is really fitting. It kind of brings things around full circle because remember when we first met Quinn, he was going after Brody more or less. Uh, and Carrie was with Brody at the time. So I, I love the kind of the symmetry dynamic of that. And now Quinn looks like he might have to be going after Carrie. Just too wild. Which makes you think about the bombing. You know, we find out that she was the target, not during. And was that CIA sponsored? This guy evidently, you know, that they caught and questioned, um, he wasn't willing to say who it was. So is it possible that's a CIA connection as well? And because that attempt failed, that's why Quinn gets the name. Um, that's a possible connection. Or is it the Abu Nazir connection that we talked about before uh, in last week's episode? Uh, it could be any one of those uh, kind of connections as to who's trying to get Carrie on the ground there for the uh, at the camp so man just lots of stuff and now I'm really worried for Carrie because I mean look at she's now nine months sober according to her that's fantastic because we all know what how much of a terrible drinker she was and how she used to mix that with her medications she straightened that out this relationship she has with Jonas seems to be really good um, although that makes me wonder if that's uh, something that's going to happen later. Um, but everything seems to be going so well for her right now. And then all of this just crashes down on top of her. And, oh, that moment in the bathroom with Carrie was just so dramatic. Uh, and, uh, well done by Claire Danes. Uh, Carrie is just, I can't help, you know, Part of me wants to hate Carrie all the time, or at least the last few seasons has been like, Carrie, just, you know, just shake her and straighten her out. And now she seems like she's straightened out 
And still, all of this stuff comes back on her and is collapsing on her and all of this weight and this pressure. And she feels like she's getting pulled back into things that she tried to get away from. And and when she breaks down in that bathroom, I just wanted to hug her. Poor girl. I just wanted to hug her. Um, and we found out that her first posting overseas was actually in this same place, too. So that's got to all of those memories have to be flooding it back to her. She's got this family at home and now she probably feels like she has to solve the situation where she is before she can even go home because she even mentioned, you know, they might follow you back to Berlin if you don't get on the plane now because she's thinking that he's under the attack. Well, now the same thing for her. She has to pretty much stay there in order to protect her own family, which I don't know is that, you know, she has to protect her daughter and, and this guy that she really likes. It's just crazy. All of this, I, this episode made me so excited, not because of the action or even the intrigue. It's just the way that Carrie is going is having to deal with this and, and what that's going to mean in the future. I'm just excited to see what happens next. I hope we don't get too much crazy Carrie, but it seems to me that a little bit of crazy Carrie is going to be needed just to be able to think our way through this and get out of it. I mean, because Quinn is obviously we saw in this episode he is not someone to be reckoned with uh lightly so oh boy this is just so rough man i you know i got the feeling that if this hit really is on 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 carrie uh as triggered by saw and as uh, read off by quinn um that he turned away from killing brody more or less so maybe he'll turn away from killing matheson as well but it's it's a strange dynamic. Quinn certainly seems to be a different guy, or at least they've set him up to be that way in the first two episodes. He certainly seems to be much more into the operational mode. And to see that Saul was the one that delivered the envelope. I mean, maybe he didn't know what name was in there, but I bet he did. I mean, he's the European division chief, right? So, ah, and then this whole dynamic between him and Dara Dahl and the way that uh, Allison is trying to play the two of them against each other. That's never going to go well for you, Allison. Um, we know from last season that Dar and uh, Saul have this really good connection, and you're not going to break that. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think Allison's really just kind of being, you know, in bitch mode or is uh, just trying to look out for her own career i think that she honestly you know is being patriotic enough to feel like that she's the only one who can handle these assets in europe um i think she thinks that she's doing it for the good of her country I, I don't think that she's really looking at it from any kind of ambitious standpoint at this point that that's just my thought um uh, but it certainly still isn't as idealistic as that hacker guy who said sell sex for money information is for free love that hacker guy he's really good and he caught laura being picked up by the B and D. where again we we saw astrid and astrid kind of questioned laura for a minute i thought it was really funny when laura said that the, the B and D was probably searching her apartment while she was on television and then they actually were that was great uh that was a great little moment of humor albeit a little over the head you know hitting you hard over the head but i still i i loved it because uh, this show rarely has any real levity and that was kind of a a, a funny moment so i like that um so yeah i mean 
I, I can't help but feel like the attack on Carrie where she's at and this message for Quinn are connected. The attack failed because the CIA had a hit on her or had hired uh, that Hezbollah guy to kind of turn the other way and, and uh, let the attack happen. And the fact that it failed um, triggers Quinn. Uh, it's just so bad. But who's behind it? I mean, who's really behind it? We know that Saul may have the information, um, but is Dara Dahl behind it? Is it uh, someone else in the CIA that's behind it? So many questions, but just a great episode for me. Um, and again, I just wanted to hug poor Carrie when she was in the bathroom there. And that's even before she finds out that she was the target. That was, you know, just reliving everything that, that that's happened to her in the CIA for a moment. It kind of was all thrown up in her face, uh, just trying to protect this Durin guy. And now she's got this information and she, she has to stay there. There's no way she can go back to Berlin now because she realizes that she may put her family in danger, more or less. And boy, <laughs> she better not go back to Berlin, had she? Because Quinn's like uh, looking for her there. Um, will Quinn figure out that she's gone and uh, go after her where she's at? I, I got a kind of almost kind of get a feeling that the scenery is about to shift a lot more to this camp, this Hezbollah camp, than anywhere else. Uh, for now, anyway, for the next couple of episodes. You know, we'll have to see whether Allison convinces anybody that she should stay in the spot that she is. It, otherwise, her storyline seems a little pointless. So we'll have to see how that works out. Um, they're still following this uh, this hacker guy. I mean, that's kind of the thing that triggers all of it. But why keep following him uh, if it was just to get the information into Laura's hands? There's got to be something more there as well. And we'll just see, have to see how it all plays out. And... I guess that's really all I have to say. Uh, I want to apologize for this podcast coming out later than normal. I had gigs on Sunday night, and so I had to wait and watch it at Showtime Anytime uh, on the web on their Showtime Anytime website today. And I'm getting the podcast up this afternoon. But uh, there's going to be some Sundays where I'm either coming back from off the road, or uh, I have gigs on the night of that I will have to be late getting you the episode uh, or my review. So I apologize for that. It'll be a couple more at least this month even. So um, next week for sure. And we'll be coming out like on Monday afternoon rather than uh, on sun, late Sunday night, early Monday morning. And I apologize for that. But thanks for waiting for my review. And thanks for contributing any feedback that you have. You can do so by sending an email to homelandfielddivisionpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at Homeland Field on Twitter, or you can call 314-669-1840, the listener line, uh, for multiple podcasts. So you might want to say this is for the Homeland podcast or something like that up front, uh, just so that I'll be sure to include it in the proper podcast, because trying to keep track of everything is getting a little more difficult for me as I get older. My brain's getting more scattered, uh, scatterbrained, as you know. Anyway, that's enough for me. Uh, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. This is Matt. Bye-bye. Find all back episodes of the podcast and contact and social media information at homelandfielddivisionpodcast.wordpress.com. 
Submit feedback to the podcast via email at homelandfielddivisionpodcast at gmail.com or by calling the listener line 314-669-1840.